A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know Hello, welcome to Baby Geniuses. Hi, babies. <laughs> Hello, babies. <laughs> I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, if you enjoyed our theme song and you live in the Bay Area, you might enjoy coming to see the variety show that me and my brother are doing um, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. I think that is the 24th at the Darkroom Theater at 8 p.m. We're going to do a bunch of songs and comedy and stuff. I mm-hmm. thought I'd plug that up top just yeah. in case we have listeners in the Bay Area who who don't already know about that. Um, do you have other do you have things to plug for 3 weeks from now? <laughs> no, but we are doing a live show. Oh yeah, also in the Bay Area. We're also, yeah, put it on your calendars for uh, I think Thursday, December 27th at the Hemlock Tavern in San Francisco. We're going to do a live Baby geniuses, oh yeah, uh, and it's gonna be amazing. And we're gonna have uh, my brother's gonna play live music. We're gonna have really awesome surprise guests, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be a lot of fun. So uh, put I'm that excited. on your calendars. We'll get, we'll uh, release more information over the podcast and on the website. So stay tuned for more information about that. And if you guys have any suggestions for stuff you want us to do on the live episode, let us oh, know. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's easier than us trying to figure out what we're going to do. Because I don't know what the hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know what we're going to We're just going to be in front of an audience mm-hmm. and stuff. I have some ideas for what I want. Yeah. Or if there's, like, famous Bay Area celebrities that you want us to get, like, you know, Robin Williams. Yeah. <laughs> or those two twins who are really old and wear the same outfit all the time. You know the ones I'm talking about? We're definitely going to get Robin Williams. We're definitely going to get Robin Williams. Oh, my God. It would be the perfect... Because we talk about him, like, every episode. We do. This is the Robin Williams. It's weird that he's not in the movie Baby Geniuses. You'd yeah. think with how much we talk about him on this should podcast. Should we change the name of our podcast to The Miss Doubtfire? <laughs> the Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> we should just call it What Dreams May Come. Oh. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good name. Yeah, and it's also a movie that you haven't seen. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Okay, that would be good. Yeah, so a lot of fun stuff coming up in the Bay Area when we go home. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, it's weird. We're recording this in a, we're recording this in October, but by the time it comes out, we'll have a new a new president or old president. or an old president. Hopefully. Either way, they're going to be old, <laughs> and either way, they're going to be new. Uh, so that's scary and exciting. I'm terrified. It's right now. We're recording this around Halloween. I went out last night. You didn't go out, did you? No. Yeah. Um, I went out last night. As stated in my uh, Martin Crane costume, <laughs> were, you, um, were you a sexy Martin Crane? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's I exude sexuality, so yes. But in general, no. There was actually a point when I was like on the roof at this party, and I was with Kate. I, I convinced Kate Berlant to dress up like Daphne, which just <laughs> means like she was like, I don't have a costume, and I was like, just dress nineties, and you can be Daphne. So just She's, like a dress and tights. She was wearing. She actually did it really well. She had like a baby tee, like a black oh. baby tee, and a black mini skirt, and these like big like kind of clog heels oh, that's and white tights. Did and she like do the a, accent? She didn't do that. She's never seen Frasier. Also, <laughs> I got a really good read on who has and who hasn't seen Frasier last night because a lot of people were like, what are you? And then a lot of people were like, oh, my God, like from across <laughs> the room. I had a long talk with a ninja about Frasier, like about the whole genesis of like the difference between Frasier's identity on Cheers and Frasier's identity on Frasier. And I never found out who the ninja was because he never <laughs> took his mask off. <laughs> but it was really it was really fun. It was like a it was it was a very like, you know, your identity doesn't matter. Your pretense doesn't matter. All that matters is your knowledge of Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there was a point when it, me and Kate and Kate just looked really cute because she's just wearing like cute 90s clothes and yeah. she's beautiful. And we were on the roof of this party and like these boys were like chatting us up. And for a second, I was like, man, are these guys <laughs> flirting with me? And then I remembered what I was wearing. And I was like, nope. Definitely only flirting with Kate. (laughs) Maybe they liked it. They dug you in the old man gear. Well, yeah. I tweeted something about that today where I was like, uh, I could have just pretended like I wasn't quoting my own tweet. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> it was just like when you dress up like an old man for Halloween, if people hit on you, it either means that they are bold, imaginative spirits <laughs> or they are very drunk. But either way, really good. Yeah. <laughs> really good sign if someone hits on you while you're yeah. wearing an old man costume. Pretty good, pretty good litmus test. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, I have a, I have um, a bit of a disappointing announcement to make too about it. Like on our previous podcast when I was talking about shopping for the costume. Right. I mentioned that I was buying a Colonel Sanders wig and goatee set um, and that I would give the goatee as a prize to anyone who uh, left us a really good iTunes comment. Yeah. (sighs) The Colonel wig and goatee set was backordered. And uh, so I had to buy a modern gray male wig, and it so didn't have a, a matching goatee. So we'll have I'm, to come up with another. We'll have prize. to come up with another prize. Maybe a better prize. <laughs> Maybe just like a homemade goatee. <laughs> yuck! Ugh, yuck! Ugh. Made out of real hair. Made out of real human hair from whatever part of the body we decide. Ugh! But Ugh. it'll have both of our hairs in it. <laughs> that, that's a promise. <laughs> That's the baby geniuses guarantee. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I went out. I got a lot of good feedback on whether or not people care about Frasier. Mm-hmm. Some people really do not like Frasier. Some people have not seen it or know what it is. And some people were like, what do you mean have I seen Frasier? I'm human. Of course I have. Good. Those are um, the good ones. Those are the good ones. Those are the. Those are my pals. Um, well. And then... The only disturbing thing that happened was as we were leaving the party, I was just telling you this, as we were leaving the party, we were at, it was just me and Kate, two young ladies, albeit one dressed as an old man, but I had a cane with me, so I looked very fragile. Um, And there was like uh, some kind of like, I don't want to say like a shitty hipster dude, because that would be hypocritical of me. I know what I look like. (laughs) Um, But I'll I'll just say like a Williamsburg dude, because I live in Queens, and I get to say it like that. Yeah. and he just, like, he sees us walking up, and he's, like, lurking in the shadows. We didn't even see him standing there, but he's, like, six feet tall. We didn't see him standing there until he goes, hey, give me all your money. Just kidding. <sighs> Did he say it all fast like that? He like, said it. There was definitely pause? a pause. There was a long enough pause that it was a little scary. It was, like, we were, like, on a little bit of a time delay because of it us being out partying. But right. um, <laughs> uh, he was, like, hey, give me all, hey, give me all your money. Just kidding. And I was like, whoa, that is super not funny. But I was really mad about it. We like, yeah. we were just like fuming about it for blocks and blocks. I'd be pissed. Yeah. You should was... go back and try to find him tonight. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> hopefully he decided never to go out again. Yeah. I was about to say something really. I was about to say, I hopefully he killed himself. That would be <laughs> really bad. Um, but it was really, it was like the shittiest thing like what a shitty shitty joke yeah to be like oh two women walking alone at 2 a.m i'll I'll pretend to mug them pretend to mug them as a joke it reminds me of my friend um told me that he was from a really small town and um he said that there were these these dumbass kids from his high school who like as a goof pretended to rob the bank in town he was like from a really small town and so they like put on ski masks and used like water pistols and they were like hey give us all your money just kidding it's us and like pulled the the masks off and they were like uh you're still going to jail <laughs> and so they got they got like 10 years in prison what 10 years because regardless of like whether or not your gun is real yeah pretending to do an armed robbery is the same as like armed robbery like mm-hmm. whether or not there's bullets in your gun it's still armed robbery because you're implying the same thing anyway i think they got 10 years in prison i mean again this is like a secondhand story but anyway <sighs> that's awful yeah pretty bad pretty bad uh what did, did you learn anything this week um, <laughs> well god i don't know if we, do we have time to talk about this cuz it it's pretty. Uh, it's, it's I pretty mean, extensive. I mean, I okay. So I saw Honey Boo Boo <laughs> for the first time. Settle in, y'all. <laughs> oh my we're God. in for. We're we're gonna chop it up. Well, we'll t- we can just talk about it briefly because I'm sure everybody already. Sort of and I'm sure we'll come back, circle back to it episode after episode. Yeah, it'll become a repeated, a repeated topic. Theme. 
Um, You saw it for the first time. You'd never seen it before. Yes. And it was a marathon. So I watched like five episodes episodes in a row. Uh, And at first, of course, I was just like, this is terrible. And I have to analyze my reaction to it because I feel like it's very classist to how I'm feeling. And I'm very (laughs) judgmental. It's like it's like going to a freak show in the olden days of like a circus where you're like, I'm just like laughing at these people's lives. And just feeling like I know better than them how to like, you know live and and raise children that's the other the other like kind of yeah I even more of a children, hot button but thing too is like judging how people raise their kids is like way more sensitive than right. judging like how they eat even but though yeah. i don't have children so i'm mostly yeah. judging their like nutrition or lack yeah. of but um <coughs> but then like by the third episode i was watching i was just like but they love each other yeah they man. really love each other that's the thing about that show is like even though they live in such a weird like it's such a way that like you never would like all these things that like we've yeah. medically proven are unsafe to do as right. people and maybe don't eat pasta yeah. sauce made out of ketchup and butter <laughs> yeah. that but one they, really gets me I but like, they still <laughs> like they still sh- there's stuff that you can see on that show that you don't see in other parts of television like body acceptance and like unconditional love on that show it's like I yeah. don't I don't I, <laughs> body Julie, Cla- Julie Klausner <laughs> talks about this a lot where she's just like that family is the only family that loves each other on television. <laughs> it's Which true. They do really love each other. And I mean, you know, there are some things that like Mama June, who's like, you know, that that giant matriarch of that family yeah. is like, granted, I think some of it comes out of being resigned to, yeah. you know, her condition of being basically obese. But she's also like, you know, I tell my kids like, you know, pretty is pretty at any size and like I look good when I want to and when I don't want to I just don't care also they have like that gay uncle who they're super accepting and loving up they're just like oh yeah he's he's a poodle yeah like that's what kind of dog he is and Alana Alana is like six years old and she's like everybody's a little gay oh my god I love that part (laughs) yeah and she has like a a gay pig basically yeah Yeah. it's it's a confused it's a really confusing experience to watch that show but ultimately I think important because you're staying current on the conversation that America's having. Yeah. I like it. I'll keep watching it. Yeah. I mean, I keep wondering if there's something sinister going on underneath, you know, that's edited out because it's on the Learning Channel, it's on which the Learning Channel. Yeah. at least established is really bullshit. But yeah, but yeah it does seem <laughs> Qu- like... It's, it, there's a, a questionable narrator <laughs> um, on the Learning... The Learning Channel is not a reliable narrator of any of these stories. But on the plus side, these are these people who were basically, you know probably living below the poverty line before the show and now each family member is making upwards of $20,000 per episode that airs. So my best hope for it is that it'll go off the air after maybe two seasons and then they'll all be kind of set up for life and be able to just like... I hope so. Yeah. I hope they don't just blow it all immediately, and then that girl grows up to be a goddamn nightmare, a monster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's the she's the one who you're most worried about because she's the most she still has the most personal development to do. She's so young, and she's being rewarded for such insane behavior, yeah. <laughs> and um, just for like parroting back these like catchphrases that her mom comes up with, which right. granted are really funny. Yeah, they're great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the mom is really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, we should get to wiki of the week, right? All right. Let's do it. Good, good music. All right. Um, so our wiki of the week. I'm. I'm. It was submitted this week by thank Nat, you, Nat Towson. Nat thank, Towson. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, I think Nat. that's how he says his last name. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Nat. Um, okay. So do you remember when we talked about <coughs> fan death? Yes. And now that's a culture-specific syndrome. Um, so here's another one. Fan it's, death, it's, for those of you who didn't hear that episode, is about how people in North Korea yeah. believe that if you go to bed with a, in a room with a fan on in it, you will die. Yes. So this is um, called Koro, and it is How's also, that spelled? Uh, K-O-R-O. Okay. And it's also known as shrinking penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it does occur. I wish they had called it Shreepy. <laughs> Shreepy. Shreepy occurs worldwide <laughs> with epidemics and mass hysteria of genital shrinkage and disappearance. Uh, but it's <laughs> they mostly. Use the word shrinkage? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shrinkage. Genital retraction syndrome also. Um, mostly happens in uh, 
Africa, Asia, and Europe. Um, oh, man. So, yeah, it's just the fear that your dick is shrinking. Uh, also, sometimes with women have the fear that their nipples are retracting. I thought you were going to say, like, women have, have the opposite where they think their <laughs> pussy is growing. <laughs> <laughs> it's inverting itself. Yeah. Oh, God, that'd be awful. That's a new fear that yeah. will create. Um, Ladies. <laughs> creating new phobias right now. Yeah. Um, so wait, so this is again, this is like a myth, right? Their penises. What makes yeah. them think that their penises are shrinking? I don't know. It's entirely like an anxiety neurosis. It's like not in every case. It's not. They found not, that it's not. It's like body yeah. dysmorphia. Like yeah, they, they they aren't having an accurate. Totally. It's it's just like. So the countries where this is the most prevalent are uh, China. China. Yeah. Wow. There's some other places too. Not but. To, not touching that. Um, <laughs> is it is it possible that maybe there's just like something in the water in China that's making people's pubes grow longer than they normally do, and that's making them think that their penises are smaller? I mean, when they're examined, there's no actual there's no actual weird penis size happening. Yeah. And in fact, the worst thing that happens are that people will do things to try to keep their penis from <laughs> retracting so they'll try to anchor their penis by using a loop of string or a clamping device oh. yeah yeah oh that's like have you ever read the book Europa Europa they made a movie about it too no oh okay this is disgusting I mean we're already talking about something that is nasty I don't think people are listening to this show who Unless don't want to hear nasty. about genitals um, <laughs> uh, it's a book about a <coughs> A Jewish teenager during the Holocaust, and it's a it's a memoir, um, who hides out in a German school and pretends to be German, and so he, knowing that he's gonna have to like shower with his classmates, tries to like roll <gasps> down his circumcision and ah. ties it with a string, and then his like his dick turns like all kinds of colors it's not supposed to be. Does it fall off? It does not fall off. But then he has sex with a Nazi lady, and she doesn't notice that he's circumcised. Um, and I don't think that was just in the movie. I think that just like happened. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think about that way too often. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, well, weird. Do we? Is there anything more we we need to know about this? Um, well, okay. There's <laughs> one last thing. Is that so? I mean, all of this has been vital information so far. <laughs> yes, yeah, very important. Um, usually, this is treated with psychotherapy because usually they have some kind of problem going on up there. But um, in China, the traditional treatment is to get a priest to maybe do an exorcist and pray to the gods. And then if they find that a fox spirit is involved, um, they'll beat the person or beat gongs to try to drive out the fox spirit. So... What? Yeah. So on top of thinking your penis is turning tiny, you get the shit beat out of you yeah. by the entire town. And so then the entire town knows that your penis is shrinking. Yeah. And then they recommend eating <laughs> animal penises. To cure it, or uh, I recommend that also. Just anyways, right? Or um, pepper soup. I'm soup. a vegetarian except for the penis. Yeah, you can eat that part. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't count. It's called the pizzle when you're talking about it like meat. Um, and they also recommend liquor as a cure. <laughs> ah, that's, a, that's a cure for anyone who feels bad about their genitals. You need a drink. <laughs> um, so yeah. Oh wow, that's and so that's a uh, prevalent today. That's well, still a thing. I don't know how common it is, but. But yeah, it happens, dude. Thanks mm. for thanks for that wiki of the week, yeah. Matt Towson. Thanks, Nat. All right, it's time for our guest. You should introduce our guest this week, Lisa. All right, our guest this week is one of my favorite cartoonists and one of the first cartoonists I met when I moved to New York, and she's a good friend of mine, uh, Julia Wertz. Yay! Hi, I think I know someone who has that disease. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's my brother's friend, and he'll text my brother and be like, "Dude, my my balls are huge today," or like, "My balls are really small." What? Oh, but it's just about his balls. Well, I think it's well, about everything. But when I was visiting, it was in the context of his balls because I was threatening to grab them, and he was like, "Well, they've been really small lately." <laughs> <laughs> How does your brother respond to those texts? Like. I have no idea. Is your brother some sort of medical professional? No, not at all. Because my because <laughs> my best friend is a nurse, and I text her stuff like that all the time. But just no, they're just joke. friends. You don't text your friends about your genitals. I text my best friend because she's a women's health nurse. I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like, hey, I just farted and it went out my butt and out my pussy. Should I go to the emergency room? <laughs> like all the time. And then she yes, yes, you should. She says, no, you're just loose. <laughs> 
um, stuff like that. But I think she's getting annoyed. I, so also anyone, you can email us at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com if you have some things you want me to text my friend. <laughs> <laughs> or you should email about your genital problems. I think in general you guys would like to receive those emails. Yeah. We, sh- we would, and we could give advice on air. I feel yeah. like the subtext of this entire podcast is email us about your genitals. Send us dick pics, <laughs> please. Uh, so you're a cartoonist. You and Lisa met doing that, obviously. Yes, we did. Actually, I was, um, Julie, I was just reading your new book again. It's called The Infinite Weight. It's out from Koyama Press. You should get it. Uh, and this is pertinent to the conversation. One of my favorite parts is when your roommate is afraid uh, he'll die from farting so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. He ate, he ate too much pot food and then sat in his room and farted for like three <laughs> hours while I got lost in the mall and then he <laughs> oh my god I'm really <laughs> couldn't stop farting <laughs> that's my favorite I feel like it's dangerous for me to even hear that story because I feel like that that thought is now planted <laughs> in my brain and I'm gonna get really high sometime and then it's gonna come out and then I'm gonna yeah. think that I'm gonna fart myself to death is there a culture specific belief about <laughs> farting your wiki of the yeah of the it's called uh, photo <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, the reason we had you on this week is because um, you wanted to talk about the architecture of mental institutions, right? I do. It sounded so bleak when you said it that I know. way, though. Is there a way that that won't sound bleak? <laughs> <laughs> well, my eyes were widened when I was talking about it because yeah. I got excited because it's so spooky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good week. To, it's a good spooky week to talk about stuff. Not for you guys listening because it's three weeks from now, but for us, it's Halloween. I've been like... Oh, I was like, oh, it's Christmas soon. Yeah. <laughs> it's Christmas soon. <laughs> Spooky Christmas tales. Uh, yeah, you know a lot about that. I don't know a lot about it. I don't want to come across as uh, you can. Yeah, you. I mean, yeah, I know everything. You don't have to pretend to be an expert, just like an armchair expert. Yeah, an enthusiast. Okay, that's well. No, I've been. Uh, Lisa has gone with me a couple of times. So I've really, I've gotten into uh, urban exploration. I feel like such a dick when I say that it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing some urban exploration lately. Trespassing. I think as long as <laughs> yeah. you say you feel like a dick afterward, you're covering your bases. Yeah, yeah that's kind yeah. of my philosophy about yeah. everything. <laughs> uh, I just imagine myself having a kid someday and being like, man, I feel like such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> just whenever you bring the kid anywhere. <laughs> just after I birthed it. Yeah. I wish people with kids would say that to me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, I got in. I got into uh, explore. I've always been into it, uh, but I just really got into insane asylums specifically because I went into the uh, Greystone Insane Asylum in New Jersey, and then uh, it, and that's obviously is it. It's defunct. Yeah, it's. I mean, but it's weird because it's only been they they started to empty out the wings of it. It's a huge institution. Um, around like the 70s and then they slowly started abandoning it so actually there's been administrative work up until 2006 and the lights are still on oh. in the main part and it's just like that's the the architecture I was talking about it's called Kirkbride plan which is where they um, they build it so it sort of looks like uh, like if you imagine like the span of a bat's wings but then section it off so each <laughs> that's the well, spookiest way to describe yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> A vampire yeah. bat. Wait, so <laughs> what do you mean the span? Of, like, so it's like a long thing They're that like things really, coming down? Yeah, like it? long linear buildings that they kind of, uh, I, I can't think of what the word is. It When they taper off a little bit, so mm-hmm. they're maybe like a like a 90-degree angle, a little bit more. Okay. Um, and they try to make every section self-sufficient with like a hair salon and a dining room. <laughs> and in, they started doing institutions that way because they thought uh, that the environment really affected them and that they would like – if they could have this, like, a little self-sufficient quarter that they would be able to heal faster. Huh. But it turned out that it was just very isolating and it didn't yeah, work out. Yeah, that sounds out. worse because like, you yeah, are it, confined it, to such a small area. Yeah, like, and it's supposed to be so the patients never – they never mingle and they never see anyone else. But the problem with institutionalizing someone to that degree is you lose touch with reality right. completely because you think that that's the whole world. And, yeah. like, it just doesn't work out. Then when they tried you to become, do, like, totally agoraphobic, I imagine, because yeah. you'd be stuck in this little space. The only thing it worked for was uh, fires. It would stop fires really fast because they can, I don't know, corners and shit. Right. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and then they tried to do the cottage plan, which was having people in cottages kind of facing each other, which is what Lisa and I went to Let, uh, Letchworth Village. Yeah. Oh, I was in, just going to uh, say, Rockland like, a County. village. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and that also... It, it just didn't work out because they were trying to treat uh, mentally ill people with just environmental factors, which yeah. is not how you treat <laughs> That was the only Ill. thing that they were doing about it. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, I don't know, like, um, I was doing a lot of research about early 
early treatments for the mentally ill. And we didn't, in America, we only started doing institutions about around 1770. They've been going on for a long time. Long time um, I elsewhere. think around. What's like the oldest? Uh, fifth century. There's one uh, wow. not in Greece. That's a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember what it is. And then the 8th century, the Greece, uh, Greeks and Arabs started building institutions. And then there's like a really bleak period of where uh, they just kept crazy people in basements of public buildings because <gasps> they didn't know what to do with them. And they would just literally chain them to the wall. Oh, my God. Because they just they couldn't figure it out. And that was when they thought it was a spiritual problem. And, um, oh. and then they just when we started doing institutions in America, we were treating them as if um, in like a fear-based program. Like as soon as a, a crazy person is consumed with fear, they'll stop acting out. So they would. That's when they would chain them to walls, keep them in in um, like rooms so with just straw like, mattresses. Sort of like punitive. Yeah, they would. They would do this thing where they shaved their heads, and then they would put uh, any kind of a caustic. Uh, fluid lye was a common one and they would sort of so it would like blister their head and then they would rub mustard seeds like mustard seed juice stuff in it and it was just these uh, tactics of fear or they would give them emetics which just make you throw up all the time people think of the worst stuff to (laughs) each other we are so creative I know what'll help being assholes (laughs) yeah so they were like you know if we give them emetics and they're throwing up and shitting their brains out or put them in insulin induced comas they'll just be terrified of that or they'll be too sick to be crazy yeah so they did that for a long time, but it, it's kind of like people like to talk about how terrible that was or electroshock therapy and lobotomies. But the thing right. is, is that a lot of people just thought that that's what it like. That's just what the times they didn't know what it was. That was right. what the times called for. People just don't. I think people still people kind of still like do electroshock. They still do yeah. electroshock, and there's still like just a lot of questions about what's effective. Right. For well, yeah. Well, then once you once you get into the history of it, you realize that we've just started. Athorazine was created in the 50s, and that's what. The first big one for um, – it's a sedative and it blocks dopamine for schizophrenics. Right, yeah. Oh. So what happened is they – you know, there was overcrowding in these institutions. They developed Thorazine in France. And it's a sedative and it was it was helping by blocking – like schizophrenics have a overproduction of dopamine. Mm-hmm. That's when they're – oh, okay. Dopamine yeah. like regulates yeah. – I mean, it's more than happiness. It's like your behavior and um, reactions to things. So they would admin- give people a Thorazine, and then it would appear to cure them, so they would let them go. But doesn't and it just make them super depressed? And Yeah, it, there's very negative reactions to it. But the problem is is that, that caused massive deinstitutionalization, and then there's a huge spike in homeless people who are mentally ill. Right. Because you yeah. can't make a crazy person take medication yeah. if they're not regulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need some kind of supervision. Yeah. Um, do you know if this is true? Everyone always blamed the homelessness problem in San Francisco on, like, mass deinstitutionalization under Reagan when he was a governor. Huh. Do you know about this? This was just in ca- – this is, like, California. Yeah. But- no, I've, I've heard people talk <clears throat> about that. I know that currently <coughs> part of the problem with the homeless population in uh, San Francisco specifically is they, they give them a lot of money. You, you get, yeah. like, hundreds of dollars a month for just kind of showing up, and they try to implement cash, not care – which was not giving them cash, but then they in, they would have to show up and they could get beds and psychiatric care, but the crazy people won't show up for that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So no one was showing up for the program, and then it just caused, like, a spike in crime because there was no cash on the streets for yeah. those people. So that kind of perpetuated that problem. There was, was also, a, like, a huge public backlash against that, too. Yeah, that was a Newsom. Gavin Newsom tried a to. Newsom thing. I, yeah. I lived there during that time, and that did not. Like it, it was a pretty big issue and did not work out. Yeah, I was. I think yeah. I was there during that time too. It was kind of a big deal. Um, how did you get interested in this? Just have you been institutionalized? Um. <laughs> I feel like we're dancing. Well, around I'm it. insane. <laughs> this podcast isn't actually taking place. <laughs> yeah. It's taking place in the basement. Yeah. We are. Um, this was a delightful time, though. Thank you. Guys. <laughs> if this welcome. is what my imagination cooked up as a crazy person, I'll be really disappointed <laughs> because we're in like the like a closet sized room. Yeah, <laughs> with a Budweiser really sign. <laughs> it's so moist in here. Um, yeah, I'm very disappointed. I feel like this is the kind of thing I imagined I'd be doing as a kid, where I was like, someone just wants to hear me talk a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not... I feel like I you're interested I in buildings and surroundings in general. Like, yeah, it definitely mean, started with just abandoned buildings. Yeah, I mean, general. to tie it into your work, like, I feel like you're particularly good at drawing buildings as well, and you're always interested in illustrating your surroundings. So this seemed like a natural 
thing you wanted to explore. How serious this gotten? I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. If that's a bummer, why like, did I do uh, that? <laughs> just in general, it's because the the comics I do are like 50% fart jokes. Yeah. And I come in and I'm like, well, the early history of mental. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> theoretical architecture. <laughs> no, but it's good. I like when we have serious podcasts. It's like a yeah. chance for people who do funny stuff in real life to talk about. Yeah, serious ideas that they have. Also, I like that. Um, so you, you know, you trespass and you explore these buildings, but you're not just like ooh, creepy. Like you kind of know the history, and I feel like you're sort of sympathetic, respectful about it. of it. Yeah, yeah. Respectful. Well, that's the thing with the mental institutions. Like I was sort of saying, people, you know, they go to them and they're like, ooh, ghost stories, and you know, all these treatments were wrong, and uh, you know, everyone who was administering them was a villain. And it, it's just really sad when you come down to it. Like, they mm-hmm. thought they were doing the right things. They were doing things that were just making it worse. And it, I don't know. People like to turn it all into ghost stories and then just kind of, like, go through these places and just take photos without actually understanding, you know, like a, like the architecture. Like, they don't know they're in a Kirk br- uh, Bride building or – and then they just, they, you know, they just want to go home and be like, look what I did. It's awesome. Mm-hmm, I went yeah. into this institution and, like, it didn't get murdered in the basement. And, like, of course you didn't get murdered in the basement. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> it's not such a thing as ghosts. You idiot. Yeah. They are pretty creepy, though, in those buildings. Like, yeah. I, got re- yeah. I got the creeps real bad. <laughs> it's it's yeah. a little spooky. Well, the last person I took into a building in an asylum was... <laughs> Did not come out. <laughs> <laughs> you said we didn't have to talk about that. <laughs> uh, we went into the basement, and my thing was I wanted to find the underground tunnels, electrical tunnels that lead to the other buildings on the, on the campus. Mm. So I found them, and then you go, you know, you're like underneath the basement, and you're in these tiny tunnels, uh, not, you know, I don't, only electrical workers will go in them. Ugh. And, you know, I'm with like my little flashlight, and they're really small, and you're going underground really far. And uh, I didn't realize it was a, that not everyone's into that kind of stuff. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'll never. <laughs> that kind of gives me a panic attack just thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, and I was actually, I was talking to Jen about this because I made her go down a, a tunnel once. We saw this tunnel, and there was a light at the end of it, and it was really creepy, and I was like, well, you can go with me or you can stay here in the basement. And she was just like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I Those are her, really yeah. bad options. <laughs> and I just have to remember that uh, not everyone is crazy and is into that kind of, into that kind of stuff. So, I, you know, I took this person in the basement and into the tunnels. And, and later they were just like, that That was like my worst fear is being underground in these tunnels that no yeah. one's gone in like years. Did they feel better after doing it? He said he felt emasculated because I was ahead of him and I was like, ha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel like no it was problem. a leprechaun like running through the tunnels. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's the exact word. You're not afraid of that used, stuff at all? Um, I used to sort of get a little bit nervous. Uh, it's probably just harder to the more you do it, right? Yeah. The, well, the more you do it, the more you're just like, uh, it's just another building. Yeah. You know, and it Wait, so how do, you fi- how do you find out about these places? And then how do you not get caught when you go in? Well, the Letchworth Village, Lisa and I got caught. We got caught. Yeah. yeah. And then it was really exciting, actually, because me and our friend Sean went out to keep watch. And then we immediately we saw this like guard who had already warned us <laughs> against continuing to explore. And then we had to like text Julia yeah. like a warning signal and tell her to run out like around the side of the building to avoid him but you oh, still got man. caught yeah I mean I've gotten caught a lot I got caught a couple hours before I came to do this podcast out in the uh, the hospital at Fort Tilden oh you did what yeah but it was like we'd just gone through the fence and there was a porta potty and Jen was like oh I got a whiz and so the guy came out and I was yeah so I was just like oh she just really had to use the bathroom so we climbed through the rusted fence because she mm-hmm. was gonna shit her pants and the guy was like <laughs> okay girls just go I mean if you're a girl you can pretty much sweet talk your way out of anything yeah that's I've true. never gotten arrested I've talked to a lot of cops you do the Bugs Bunny thing where you put on a lot of red lipstick and then just like, <laughs> yeah. Move your hips like you just that. act <laughs> super stupid. You, yeah. you just be like, I didn't know I was trespassing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and they usually just let you go. But yeah, so <laughs> or start crying immediately, and then they're like, <laughs> okay, okay, it's fine. I'm on my period. <laughs> <laughs> I got pulled over by a cop one time when I was like crying. Or maybe I, I like, just started. I, I feel just like always usually cops hate it when you cry. Like they don't like it. They do, and really? then they let you go. Yeah, they don't want to talk to you anymore. I got pulled over on Valentine's Day back when I was a big <laughs> drinker, and I was super drunk. Whoa. I don't. I'm not saying this is a cool. Story. We do not condone this behavior, yeah. but continue. <laughs> uh, and I was in my pajamas because I. Because I was in my pajamas. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. When you're drunk on Valentine's Day, you're probably in your pajamas also. <laughs> well, the thing is I left a party, so I'm not quite sure where the pajamas came into play. But somehow they were on my body, and I got pulled over. And 
and I saw him coming up, and I just I, like started crying. Um, yeah. And then I was like, I just got in a fight with my boyfriend. He's such a dick. And like, I just want to go home. And and I he asked me for my driver's license, and I handed him my credit card. <laughs> 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 and I was like, I'm sorry. I'm just really flustered because I'm so upset with my boyfriend. I didn't have a boyfriend at the time or anything. You liar. Yeah. And you got away with it? Yeah, totally. Man. No one likes a crying girl. Do you like a crying girl? Mm-mm. No, no, no. You just want that bitch like out of your face yeah. as soon <laughs> as possible. <laughs> Although I'm starting to feel, I mean, <laughs> that's the weird thing about living in New York is you see a lot of crying people because there's yeah. nowhere to go if you are crying. That's true. That is not in public. That's like what's the saying is like you're you're not a real New Yorker until you cry in public and don't care who sees you. And so. And I've definitely cried on the subway and been like, no one look at me. No one talk to me. I did that yesterday. I cried in public yesterday. Really? Yeah, I cried at the dentist and then I had to walk home. Wait, but you love your dentist. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Remember when I sang last week? Sorry about that, by the way. <laughs> You're always tweeting about your dentist. Yeah, Lisa has a crush on her dentist. Yeah. <laughs> what happened that did he tell you he has a girlfriend? <laughs> Is that why you were crying? It's a long story, but basically he's failing to fill my tooth sufficiently. He can't fill oh. your... Can't. He can't no, fill up my, my slutty joke. tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Just wants to be drilled and filled every week. Never oh, satisfied. Man. Yeah, that is really frustrating. Yes. I cried this week in private. <laughs> do you want to share about it? Yeah, I don't I do. care. I oh. thought... No. <laughs> I just thought of it because it was like another medical thing. I went and got there's a uh, and the bottom floor of my apartment building. There's this place called Especially for You, <laughs> which that's the murder t- basement. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I, I had no idea what it was. Like it was the kind of thing where like every time I walked up to the building, I just forgot to look at it, you know, because I got so used to it. But I would be walking up with someone who'd never been there before, and they would always say Especially for You, and it would just fit into the conversation, and I wouldn't realize that they were just reading the sign. Anyway, <laughs> turns out Especially for You is like a breast cancer rehabilitation center, mm-hmm. and they put up a sign saying that they were going to do free breast exams in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I was like, cool, I've got weird boobs. I'd like to get a breast exam. (laughs) And I got a breast exam and the guy found a hardness Mm -hmm. and was like, (laughs) if you're feeling aroused right now, you are right. Um, He found a hardness which I had noticed too, and I was like a little worried about. And he, those are just your nipples. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> was like, also, it was kind of. I've never gotten a breast exam from an old Egyptian man, and that is what happened. And he gave me a certificate saying, he's like, I think you should get a sonogram. It's probably nothing, but you should get a sonogram. Here's a certificate for a free sonogram. And you I just got a gift certificate for to find out if you have tit cancer. Yeah, but okay. Here's <laughs> the thing. I don't have. I, I don't have health insurance. I I couldn't probably afford to do that otherwise. And I called the people on the certificate. I called the radiology center. And they were like, oh, actually, um, it's only good if your breast exam was normal. If he found something during the breast exam, we can't honor the certificate because it's only for screening. And I was like, so if I... I can get a sonogram if I don't have anything wrong with me, but if there's something that might be wrong with me, I can't use this. This is, like, so bad. I got really frustrated. I don't know. Is that when you cried? That's when I started crying because I I called them, and then I went back down to especially for you, and they were like, no, yeah, we can't do anything about it. They basically – I was like, why did you – Give me this. You're especially like, for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so basically, can, I got a free breast exam to tell me that I had a lump and then nothing else can happen. But then I went to Planned Parenthood the next day and they were like, oh, no, no, no. That's just breast tissue. So I feel better <laughs> about it now. But it was, anyway, I didn't I wasn't planning on telling that story. But medical things are very frustrating. They are. Because you don't know anything about it, and the pe- when people who are in charge of it don't know anything about it, it's really scary and frustrating. Actually, a lot of Julia's new book is about this. Really? Yes. Yeah, I have systemic lupus, and they didn't know what it was for a long time, and they're like, basically, like you're dying. <laughs> oh my god! Wait. Yeah, so but that's not as good as the shingles on my ass story that I just <laughs> told at that dinner party. Oh, Wait, that tell that <laughs> now. Pretend this is a dinner party. <laughs> we were talking about terrible hospitals, and I once I got shingles on my ass, and I had to go to Woodhall, which is like just like a basically like a homeless facility. Oh and this God. guy was holding his head in the in the waiting room and like bleeding profusely and falling asleep for like hours. And I was was there because I had a rash on my ass that uh. I <laughs> thought was herpes. Turns out like I have no idea what herpes actually look like. I don't know if you can get butt herpes. Please That's, email us. <laughs> yeah. Well, at first, I went to a clinic first, and she was like, 
no, you get herpes on your genitals. And I was like, <laughs> and you're like, well, my, that's butt my butt is butt. It's like right there. It's so close. <laughs> I can use it for sex stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they sent me to Woodhull Emergency Room because I have systemic lupus, which is an autoimmune disease, and I can't have anything wrong with me. Otherwise, I'll just like die. So, <laughs> so they sent me oh, there, and I was there for hours, and then. Uh, and then they let me in before the guy who was bleeding from his head. And I was like, I don't feel like this is good. Yeah, the guy <laughs> who's falling asleep while bleeding from his head. Yeah, and they're like, we'll needs- take a look at your ass now. <laughs> Just come on in. And then as I was leaving, this, the security guard was uh, carrying this girl out of the hospital, and she was kicking and screaming. And all I heard her yell was like, I'm not fat, bitch. I'm pregnant. <laughs> 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 I'm just imagining five minutes earlier, a doctor being like, well, we have the results back. You are fat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your book is about being misdiagnosed? Well, it's like three short stories. One's about all the jobs I've had and then my libra- public library as a childhood. And then the middle one is about not being misdiagnosed, but just uh, not. They didn't. Di- they couldn't diagnose me for like six months. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, I, like, lost my voice for a month. I was in so much pain. I couldn't walk. It was very strange. So what is systemic lupus? It's when your immune system uh, can't tell the difference between outside factors and your body. And there's two kinds. There's one kind where you just get, like, a rash on your face, which is where the name comes from because lupus means wolf in Latin. Hmm. Um, And you get, like, a rash that looks like that. But then there's the internal kind. That looks like a wolf? I I don't know. I don't research that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then there's the other kind that, that, like, kills you, which is the one I have, which is where it just eats your body. Like, it just eats the tissues in your body, and then it starts to attack your organs. And I had it to that degree where it's, like, stage three kind of stuff. And they just, like, throw tons of uh, chemotherapy medication at you and, like, stick you in bed for a while. It sounds very dramatic, but it was it was a good time. I just I mean, I think it is dramatic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think it just sounds dramatic. I think that is dramatic. It was, a, it was a bit of a thing. It was a time. That sounds like a good book. It's yeah, really all right. Good. We should probably um, bring in our expert soon. Oh yes. Um, can you stick around for expert hour? Yeah, sure. Cool. Um, uh, um, where can people find you online and all that? Uh, Julia Wertz. W E R T Z, right? Yes, good job. Thank you. <laughs> good job. <laughs> <laughs> I really savor it when people tell me good job. <laughs> Even, <laughs> I'm taking it back. <laughs> I think you did a mediocre Too job of spelling my name. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> uh, thanks, Julia. Everyone, buy her books and stuff. Yeah, do it. It's time for our expert hour. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We need an expert. We need an expert. We need an expert hour. All right. Welcome to Expert Hour. Our guest this week is an expert on, it's kind of relevant to what we were talking about, an expert on on health, both, you know, mind and body. Um, uh, Rick Pullen, my actual, actually my uh, basketball coach from middle school. Hello, do I talk now? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Welcome yeah, to the show. Uh, yeah. Uh, how is uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, you might want to uh, great. So, uh, <laughs> you ladies maybe and don't want to uh, touch the microphone okay. just so yeah, much just, kind just of nice. This is my first radio show. I'm looking forward to the call-ins. Um, <laughs> oh, we so, actually, uh, what's we the number to call? call? No call? We don't we don't have a call in. Is this live? this is a podcast. People can download it later on. Not familiar? Um, it means like it's like a, it's not on the radio, but it's like people can choose to listen to it on their computer. It's like a CD. Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. I'm looking forward to this CD recording. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Emily. <laughs> Look forward no more. You are at the recording. <laughs> let's let's pick up where we left off because I have not seen you since eighth grade. I know. I quit the team mid- midway through the year, and I was so okay. disappointed in that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I you thought were you having some problems at home, as I remember. Well, no, I was, was just really bad at basketball. <laughs> oh, that's that's you saying that. No, I, that's you saying. Don't you remember? That. There were six people on the team, and my nickname was Six because I literally was never among you the first. You were the five. sixth oh. man of the year in my heart. <laughs> you know, and I thought I did a pretty good, encouraging job. Yeah, no, you were a great coach. You thank were, you, yeah, thank yeah. you, and. Feel free to call me Rick. You don't have to call me Coach anymore. <laughs> okay? okay, okay, Rick. Yeah, we're both adults now. Great. And you look. What, now I'm sorry. Which one of these ladies is your girlfriend? 
<laughs> um, oh, I'll take that. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm actually I'm I'm not a lesbian. I'm sorry. Uh, that also might be why. Stop I denying could, yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I already told Emily, my parents about us. <laughs> uh, no, I'm 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 not a lesbian. Emily, I, I travel around Northern California to middle <laughs> schools, giving encouraging speeches to young students like yourself. Uh, preaching, not preaching. It's not a religious thing. Yeah. But I encourage self acceptance. Right, mm-hmm. and I, I'm totally on board with that, but I'm Good. I'm not a lesbian. So. Not a lesbian. Not a lesbian. Uh, no, okay. that's I. If Hi, I was me, I. Hi, I'm Lisa. Nice Lisa, to meet you. I might have Are you a lesbian? <laughs> no, I'm not. No, no. And I don't think you I'm are. I I remember you. Sure. Julia. Yeah, I'm a big fat lesbian. <laughs> you are not fat, and stop saying that about yourself. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So let's talk. Let's talk fitness. I know it's it's been a while since. You know, I I was never really like that into exercise as a kid. Not much has changed. So sure. I think I need help with this. Sure. Still. Yeah. Well, you know, exercise starts with nutrition. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So okay. what do you, I, I know that you are a comedian. Right? I am a comedian. And yeah. that lifestyle can be very it's negative. Hard. Is it a negative <laughs> lifestyle? I wouldn't say it's overall negative, but it can I be bad for comedians your... comedians do a lot of cocaine. <laughs> is that right? I, I think that that's kind of more. That was more. Are like you the addicted 80s. to cocaine? <laughs> I wouldn't say addicted. No, well, <laughs> see, that laugh tells me otherwise. Yeah, yeah, that, that laugh was tells kind of a me, cokey laugh. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's a laugh that says ha 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 ha. I'm not accepting myself. As a <laughs> is that accurate? Well, you're sending me kind of a mixed signal here. Should I accept myself if I am addicted to cocaine? I think it's important to recognize that you are addicted to (laughs) cocaine, and that way you can get the proper help through the proper channels. Well, okay. I've actually never done cocaine, honestly. I find that hard to believe. I know. I know. I'm I'm a really fun party girl, but I've never done cocaine. Um, Have you you tried crack cocaine? Crack cocaine? No, no. Have you freebased cocaine? Because that's another no, way I, to do it. I, ha- I haven't done any any form of cocaine, but I will say that I don't live a 100% healthy lifestyle. You know, comedians, like, we're out a lot. There's, mm-hmm. you know, we get paid in drinks. I want to encourage you to come out. <laughs> that, if, if as, I, as a lesbian? or yes. as a Just accept yourself for who you are. Okay. Do you like women? I know. Let's that. start there. I feel we, like you're not yeah. accepting who Emily is because she's, yeah. she's telling you that, <laughs> that she, I'm not. I, I know. Sure, a lot of us identify as one thing. But we really are another thing. I'm sorry. What does this have to do with health? It's mental health. Mental health. Yeah, stop okay. denying so, our love. I mean, it's really hurting my I mean, there's a young lady sitting right next to you, Emily, who is professing her love to you. <gasps> I don't, and I find that very flattering. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I have a lot of lesbian fans, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, Maybe ask one out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I've never actually tried it. So well, uh, well, try pussy. Yeah, no, I never have. Maybe it, <laughs> in, the, in the words of Julia, I would suggest trying some pussy. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take I'll take your advice with you know a grain of salt or two. Um, but let's let's talk more generally. Like yes. we have a lot step of listeners. Okay. Self acceptance. Self self acceptance. Right. Step two: proper nutrition. Yeah. So what are step some three? <laughs> Exercise your butts off. <laughs> Those are good tips. I I think I agree with them. Simple, so yeah. So what are some big nutrition mistakes that people make? A lot of people think that French fries are actually a vegetable. Yeah, like and, school it, lunches and things like that. Absolutely, yeah. and in in fact, potatoes are a vegetable, but it's a root vegetable. It's a tuber. Okay. <laughs> uh huh. What you want are more leafy greens. Yeah. More leafy, leafy greens. greens have have almost everything that you need in them. Absolutely, I, I, think, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, <laughs> I could not agree more. Except for vitamin D and protein. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so okay. you got to get those from somewhere else. Absolutely, and this is this is the point in the talk with the middle school kids that I stop. Because they don't want to hear a lot of mumbo-jumbo about vitamins and nutrients. They want to know how to eat properly and how to explore their sexuality in a positive (laughs) way. How to eat pussy. (laughs) You know, for some middle school students, they are right there. (laughs) They are right there. 
Um, I should hope so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so you also do se- uh, sex ed with them? No, I am uh, prohibited from teaching <laughs> sex ed uh, in in the school system that I'm a part of now. now I, I have a, a lovely home that I that I'm uh, paying a mortgage on, and so if, if I was to move to a different school system, I could teach sex ed, uh, but it would be too much of a commute for me to get there. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So I'm I'm sticking. You're with, sticking with the health and the fitness. I'm sticking with health. Fitness and self acceptance. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's good. I remember mm-hmm. that from when I was in middle school, and I think that that like helped me a lot. Have you found that your curriculum has changed much over the Absolutely, years? Absolutely, because I started out teaching sex ed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a lot of parents uh, rallied. Let's say <laughs> rallied um, against your curriculum. I think so. Wow. I, 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 at this point, should probably take some responsibility. My mom was one of the parents. I remember. Yeah. And I remember that's part of the reason you stopped playing Stop playing basketball. basketball. I mean, it was mainly that I was really bad at basketball, but I think my mom, I... my mom wasn't, wasn't too upset that I quit the team. She she was fine with it, yeah. So Emily, were you in his sex ed class? Like, did he teach you? I was, and you know what? I don't remember anything that was you know too we do the typical. controversial. We, we, put a, we put a condom on a hammer. Yeah, we talk about <laughs> we, we talk about diaphragms. Yeah, we you know, it was we like, talk about it was um, really comprehensive. We we talked about every different hole and uh-huh. every way you can use it. Uh-huh. Absolutely, because sex. Is not just for procreation. No. And it's not just for married people. Yeah. And oftentimes, human (laughs) beings use sex for pleasure. In fact, I would say that for the most part, human beings are having sex for pleasure. Yeah, I agree with that. And if you're not having sex with the right people, it's not as pleasurable for you. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's a good message. I don't know why people had such a hard time with it, but I think that it I was... I think it was the two weeks of masturbation in the curriculum. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I, you know what? I was actually, like, really... The, you know, the sex ed teacher that we got after after that. Mm. Um, yeah, Miss Sherman, <laughs> she... she I didn't like what she had to say about masturbation because she actually told us, she said that um, if you masturbate too much, it'll get you too used to sexual activity. Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. And I that's thought that that true. was, I, I don't think that's true at all. And what's the problem with being too <laughs> used to sexual activity? Yeah. Anything? Anything? <laughs> I would argue nothing. Yeah. Well, okay. I think that we're getting to the root of the problem that most of the parents had with your curriculum, mm-hmm. which was that um, you didn't really cover any of the risks of sexual activity. That's right, because <laughs> today's sexual environment, there are very little risks to having sex with any partner that you choose, no matter what race, no matter what social economic background they're from, no matter what sexuality they are. Well, okay, I would, I mean, I would argue, and I am arguing, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, um, you know, there's sexually transmitted infections. Some. Pre- there are some. <laughs> what about AIDS? That's a pretty big one. It's yeah. a big one, but it's a small one. Yeah. Way to be a downer, Lisa. <laughs> uh, you know, just yeah. being practical. I mean, you. Could, I, I guess technically you could explode when you're having sex, uh, uh, but it happens very, but very you can't re- live irregularly. Like that. You can't live in You can't fear. live your life in fear of who you are, what you want, and how you want to go about getting that. Also, yeah. nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> so are you are you are you still coaching the basketball team? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Are you guys well, having a good having a good season so far? Or? It's you know I thought at the beginning of the season we had a pretty good team going. There's only three girls left on the team. Oh, that's uh, not a. Full. We started that's out with a. a everybody who tried out, I led on the team. So <laughs> we, we had a we had a team of eighteen. Oh wow! And we lost a number of games there at the top of the season, and uh, you know, just a lot of girls fell away. Why? Why do you think that is? <sighs> I mean, it seems like there was a lot of interest, and you know, every sure. team and loses. Keep a certain in mind, amount. I'm I'm in the middle of my season right yeah. now. It's November. Yeah, there's a lot. A lot of games left to be played. <laughs> Most of the games are, are, yeah. are left. We've, <laughs> we've played three games. Yeah, and you've lost 15 players. We've lost 15, yeah. Yeah. Wow, what happened? You know, I don't, I don't like to reflect too intensely during the season, but I have gotten a lot of handwritten letters about back massages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
Um, <laughs> handwritten too. They, they were really wanted to take it out. Yeah, because you know, if you get a handwritten letter, at least four times as many people are feeling that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I got fourteen handwritten letters. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so that's there's so basically met, only one one student that you lost didn't have someone write a letter on their behalf. That's correct. Yeah. (laughs) But you can kind Mm -hmm. of figure out that it's probably related to what Mm -hmm. the other 14 kids quit over. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, I've taken to wearing gardening gloves during practice just to (laughs) remind myself. I paint them orange. Yeah. (laughs) Safety gloves. Safety gloves. Yeah. And uh, if it goes towards that, if if I find myself putting my hands on, uh, on one of our players' shoulders, um, I'll pull them away right yeah. away, and and I'll read what's written on my palm, which says "no touch." Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> well, I will. You know what? I I kind of think the PC police have gone a little overboard with the no touching thing. You I know, don't I know. couldn't agree more. Yeah. I, I could know, not Emily. agree more with you. <laughs> back you, massages. Uh, I, I mean, it's I not know. a full massage. It's it's um, human beings need touch from other humans. Yeah, it makes us feel loved. It makes us feel part and, of the community. And you know, in the context of sports, that can be actual like physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess That's it's true. probably not a good idea for a, a middle-aged man to be giving administering non-licensed, am I correct, non-licensed physical therapy to oh, It's not a physical therapy. It's just an encouragement. Oh, okay. So there's there's no actual medical Medical element to the massage. Well, I am not a licensed masseuse. No, no. <laughs> okay. I am not. May I? May I interject? I oh have yeah, a question. absolutely. Um, Do you have please? Long-time listener, first-time caller. Oh, I have we have a caller. <laughs> I'm kidding. She's right here. <laughs> okay. Um, I was wondering if, as a gentleman, mm-hmm. if you could get a semi-erection, if your dick was long enough, could you then insert it into your own anus? This is, uh, let's clarify, unrelated to his area of expertise, I'd Absolutely. Say. Yeah. This is, um, <laughs> this is just more I mean, like a question you haven't me? been. This is a sex ed question, is it not? Oh, it's I guess so. A, it is yeah. a, but as him? we have established, he is not technically a sex educator anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. So you're asking him if he can do a dirty banana? Is that what? Yes. Is that well, what that's called? Are you this asking me personally? This, this is a move that Lisa and I made up. <laughs> dirty banana. Um, I, I can't. Uh, because when I was nine, I went to summer camp and I got my genitals caught in uh, the <gasps> blades of a fan. Oh. Um, and I, I never developed any um, sexuality uh, whatsoever. Oh. Just like ribbons down there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yikes. Um, oh, dear. We don't, was, you don't have to answer It was ribbons. Well, I got, I got re- reconstructive, reconstructive surgery. surgery. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm what's um, what used to be referred to as a eunuch. Oh. I don't have. Oh. So, so I, I never developed uh, a. Um, I feel like you should have brought this up when the parents were getting so mad at you. And yeah. I feel like it would have eased some of their fears about. But I guess if you just started talking about your genitals. It is it very strange. Wouldn't. It is very strange to say, I'm sorry your daughter doesn't want to play on my basketball team anymore. <laughs> I don't have a penis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't see how the two are related. Yeah, I don't know if that would have put. But to answer your question, <laughs> um, some men can do what Lisa has referred to as a dirty banana. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you have any, Julia? Do you have any like fitness questions that you wanted to ask? Because I mean. Even though you're not allowed to teach sex ed anymore, you are still a great basketball coach. Thank I remember you. learning a lot of great skills mm-hmm. and a lot about staying fit. Keep and that right healthy. arm in and push it through. Yeah. Put, push put your through. finger right into the net. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got a fitness question. Yep. Uh, what is the least amount of exercise I can do but still sort of reap the benefits of exercise? Yeah, so for oh, people, who, a good question. For people sure. who hate exercise, what are your tips to sort of stay sure. active in a way? You know, walking is great, A. Yeah. Um, running is great. B. False. That's exercise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you Two don't want down. any. Ag- yeah. See, I walk. I don't want to go. I don't want to. We're run. burning calories right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it depends on how. <laughs> calories. It depends on. It depends on how active your metabolism is. Okay. Well, you can't yeah. see this, but I'm 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's not true. Um, I would suggest getting out walking a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. You're a good walker. So, yeah, walk, I mean, it walking depends. is yeah. good. In New York, what, that's there's plenty of opportunity. You for have to find types of exercises that feed you. Okay. Like things like that you enjoy. Like lifting a twinkie to your mouth <laughs> and a bicep curl. 
Well, that's negative behavior. So yeah. if you lift it up, put it in your mouth, you're adding more calories than you would be yeah. chewing celery. Okay, so, so what's yes. an example of like a positive, things that feed you that are like positive exercise? If you like going shopping for milk, <laughs> get, <laughs> get two gallons of milk and lift them over your head as you walk home. Oh, I like oh, this that's visual. A, that's yeah. a good one. Doesn't that sound fun? That. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? If you accept yourself... And that's where it starts. Accepting yourself for who you are. Step one, self-acceptance. Step two, you know you're not a crazy person. (laughs) So go ahead and lift that milk up over your head. Okay? Yeah. I have a follow-up question to this. Okay. Uh, What sort of exercise should I do if I hate myself? Okay. Oh, um, yeah. So what are your tips for people who have a hard time accepting themselves? Because that, if that's step one, that's going to be a roadblock for a lot yep. of people to getting healthy. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what I would recommend is accepting yourself. <laughs> okay? So start with self-acceptance. I thought I then, made it pretty clear. Then move to nutrition, then exercise. Us. Yeah. Um, if you hate yourself, maybe look to accept that you hate yourself. Accept that about yourself, yeah. and maybe you can accept. And then from there, you can accept the other stuff. This Absolutely. Has been the worst hour of my life. <laughs> Absolutely. This has been one of the best hours of my life. Yeah, see, and that's the way you I, have a positive that's attitude. That's the way that I choose to live. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the main things that I got from you, I think, is mm-hmm. that, you know, just like. Do see. what you want, and the money will follow. You guys want to go fuck it out in the bathroom? <laughs> I can't. I don't yeah, think he can. <laughs> he can't, and as we established. I am not a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> you have a very positive attitude for someone with no genitals, I must say. You seem like someone with genitals, based on your confidence. And well, thank, hey, thank you. A, a lot of, uh, a lot of less parents Less genitals, think- <laughs> less problems. Right? I'm pretty sure that guy has genitals. He's got a great outlook on life. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, I've found that to be the case. Oftentimes, the sexuality can really, really you know, step in the way. It's a complicated issue. I don't even have to worry about that. So what I can jump right from self-acceptance to nutrition, to exercise. Yeah. So what are your favorite, aside from basketball, what are your favorite exercises to do? I like jumping. <laughs> That's a good one. Yep. Yeah. So sometimes I'll just jump to my car from school, and then I'll just <laughs> jump from my car to my house. Do you prance? I will prance. I'm, I'm, I'm not below prancing. Okay. okay. Um, I like dancing. Sometimes I'll combine the two and dance and prance. <laughs> and other times I'll dance, prance, and jump. And those are on days when I'm feeling great. Yeah. Yep. That sounds like a fun day. Yeah. Yeah. It is fun. And you know what? Not thinking about, you know, who's going to be my next blowjob or who, <laughs> who is going to – who's going to – Who's going to put it in me or whatever? I don't think about that. So I spend yeah. way too much time thinking about that. Yeah. Who's going to put it in me? And that's going <laughs> to get in the way of your prancing and dancing. Yeah, exactly. Man. It weighs yeah. me down. I think that it's probably – I think probably the less you think about sex, the more – it frees up a lot of time, i It frees I'm sure. up a lot of time, unless you're thinking about it objectively, like as an educator, like you used to do. But that's a, that's a productivity move on my part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think about other people's sexuality often. Yeah. Just like curious, like just I wonder what they're up to. It seems odd to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why would you? Yeah. I yeah. just. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. I do like human connection, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of... Uh, are there are there like fun active ways to sort of like um, meet people, mm. like ways of being like fit that also help Absolutely. you like make connections with other Absolutely. people? Uh, I don't drink. I never have. Uh, but I'll go to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great place to meet friends. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are not thinking about sex there, and they really are—they're in a tender moment. You're actually not allowed to date other members of Alcoholics Anonymous too while you're there, so that's like a nice way to meet platonic (laughs) friends. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm seven people's sponsors. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are friends. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that might be a little bit dishonest of you, Mm -hmm. but I'm I'm friends with a lot of former students. So if you'd like to be friends on Facebook. I yeah. have a fan page. If oh, you have like. a fan page, mm-hmm. so we wouldn't actually. Yep. I'm would up just to 26 likes right now, so right. if you want oh, wow. to like my fan page, it's. I'd love to get more updates from you. Yep. What's your What's your fan page? Rick Pullen. Rick Pullen. Pullen. Rick Pullen. How's that spelled? R I C K P U L L I N apostrophe. 
<laughs> I, I imagine the kids had fun with that back in the day. I, they always do. They always do. And that's that's why I spell it like that. It's yeah. really, <laughs> it's really for the kids. They love it. Lisa, do you have any fitness questions? I know you're super out of shape. Um, no, I think uh, Julia kind of covered it. With yeah, questions. just the, the just the dick in the ass thing. And, yeah, that was and, my main curiosity. And that was it. Yeah. yeah. What would you recommend? We I know we have a lot. Like uh, I, I'd say probably half of our listeners are over the age of seventy. Um, <laughs> what would you recommend for staying active in in your old 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 age? Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. um, if you're listening right now and you are above seventy, um, first. Accept yourself. You're not a geriatric, okay? You don't have to use that word at all. Yeah. You don't even have to use septuagenarian or octogenarian. You can say, you know what? I'm a healthy person. Yeah. I want to be a healthy person. Yeah. And so if you like to shop for milk, I'd recommend going to the store and getting a couple of gallons of milk. <laughs> <laughs> Holding them above your head yeah, as you walk home. home. <laughs> okay. This is broken <laughs> down. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> it's gotten really dark. I think I have, I, have, I have one. I have one last question. Oh, sorry. I'm a real person. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have one last question. If okay. for some reason. Uh-huh. You are a person yes. who does who not have genitals. D- no, who does not like shopping for milk. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what is there hope for you? Absolutely. Yeah. You just have to accept that that's who you are. That's right. Self acceptance, and then maybe shop for other jugs of like stuff. OJ. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Or Sunny D, but I don't recommend Sunny D because it's like <laughs> drinking candy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, okay. <laughs> Do you have any parting parting health tips for for our, for our listeners? You know, anyone whose whose questions maybe didn't get addressed, like sure. a good general overview. Absolutely. I can't say it enough. <laughs> Self acceptance. <laughs> yeah. On on a biological level. Yeah. And a mental level. Nutrition, on a biological <laughs> and a mental level, yeah. and then exercise. In a manner <laughs> that you're walking down the street <laughs> holding liquid above you. Yeah. <laughs> great workout. Great tips. Thank you Super so much. Super helpful. Thank it's you. great to see you again, Emily. You look yeah. very healthy. Thank you so much. You too, Lisa. Very nice to meet you. <laughs> Thanks. This, has been, Thank this you. has been Expert Hour. It's, it's time now for What Did I Learn? What did I learn? Lisa, <laughs> would you like to start? What, what did you learn this week on our show? Um, I learned... That I should get some gallons of stuff. I do. I could not drink two gallons of milk in a week. So yeah, well, maybe I'll just. It sounds like the drinking is really secondary to the lifting it above True. your head when you walk home. Maybe I'll just get some filtered water and yeah, carry that above my head. Yeah, as I walk yeah. down the street, that won't look strange at all. Julia, Julia, did you learn anything this week? Uh, that I was not the only person who doesn't know you can't get herpes on your ass and not your genitals. <laughs> Oh well, that's that's a secret bonus. That yeah, we talked about, about that off yeah, air. We talked about that off air. <laughs> but still, we don't mind talking about it on air. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I learned nothing, and this has been my nightmare. Okay. Uh, uh, Rick, did you learn anything? I've learned that lesbians come in a variety of shapes, sizes, and colors. For example, <laughs> Julia is over three hundred pounds and smells terrific. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike your normal experience with lesbians, apparently. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Most lesbians are I thin and l- smell terrible. <laughs> I, I learned a lot today. What did you it's, learn? It's kind of hard to put into words. I learned what systemic lupus is, first of all. Yeah. Didn't know that. I learned about, um, what's it called? Codo? Coro? Coro. Coro. I learned about shrinking penises. We, uh, as as per usual, I learned a lot of stuff about genitals that I didn't know. And I learned some great fitness tips that I that I had, for, I think I you taught me and I had forgotten and I got some updates. Here, here. Yeah. And, you know, it's great to see you again. I learned that you're doing great, still doing great work for the community. Thank you. Again, so sorry about all of those letters that my mom sent. That's all right. Mer- um, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you guys. Uh, thank you again so much for listening to Baby Geniuses. Um, please rate us, subscribe on, on iTunes. iTunes. And you uh, should email us at babygeniusespodcast at gmail. Yeah. And follow us on Tumblr for more updates about our live show in San Francisco. Check out Cave Comedy Radio, all their other great shows. Um, 
Send us Wikipedia articles, too. Yeah. And dick pics. And, and dick, dick pics, pics please. Yeah. And pictures of rashes on your ass. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Consider it done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses. We know everything, baby geniuses.